0: sticks and stones can break your bones and words can kill you hey everybody welcome to crime over cocktails i'm tiffany your host and today i'm going to go over the case of melanie eam and james berry James Berry was still in high school when he met Melanie. She was a fellow gamer and they met hanging out in the chat rooms. He was your typical teen but he was very responsible and he was a good kid. He never got into trouble and he wanted to exceed in school. When he was seven years old in 2002 his parents divorced and he decided to stay with his mother while his sister Alexandra stayed with the father. They had a good life. There was lots of love and lots of pets. In an interview on Snapped, she said that they had five of everything, horses, dogs, whatever you name it, they had five of everything. But other than schoolwork, his favorite thing was video games. That was pretty much everything. Melanie was a year younger than James, but they hit it off and decided to meet up in person. And before you knew it, they were dating. It was both of their first love. So they just couldn't get enough of each other. She even attended all of his family gatherings on holidays. She really became part of the family. While James was more kind of goofy and outgoing, Melanie was more shy and soft-spoken. She didn't really have a whole lot of friends, so she really clung to James. So much that when he graduated from high school, she dropped out and got her GED. That way they could both go to Palm Beach State College. They even took the same classes with the same teachers. Like any relationship, it goes up and down. And there were a few times where James thought that it might be better to end things with Melanie, but every time he tried, she made it very difficult. She'd always find a way to get back into his life. He did love her, so they would always get back together and try to make it work. On November 16th, 2016, James decided that he was like done for real this time. He's just had enough and he wanted to break things off, but he still wanted to be courteous about her feelings. He knows her patterns. You know, she doesn't really take this very well. He thought maybe it will soften the blow if he sent her a message on a game chat app where they would sit and talk. There it's when he told her that, he thought that it would be better for them to separate and that they would both be better off kind of doing their own thing you know they were young they were all they knew and she could get controlling she didn't really like him having friends and going out and doing things and if he did she always wanted to be there with him james had kind of sleepover It was one of his best friends jeff jarzabowski it was a normal Wednesday night. They had a family dinner, and then the guys went back to the room to keep playing video games. Jeff passed out somewhere around 9.30, just laying on James' bed while he's playing video games. James did wake him up at one point in time, and he told him, Hey, I just want to let you know I think it's over. At 12.52, all hell breaks loose. James had busted through his bedroom door, turning on the light, and he fell onto his bed. Jeff, looking up, he saw that he had blood pumping out of his chest, and he was kept saying, like, help, help, please, get out of here, help. In the midst of all this commotion, his mother, Nicola, ran in there, and also her husband, Guy. Guy started doing CPR on James right away while Nicola was calling 911. She told the 911 dispatcher that somebody must have came into the home and stabbed her 21 year old son. There's blood everywhere. When police arrive, they get everyone out of the house and they take a look around. An officer found a 10 inch long, curved, sharp knife in the kitchen on the counter. In the episode of Snapped, he said that this was not your normal kitchen knife. There's blood on the floor, on the walls on the ceiling. James had a severe stab wound to the chest along with other slices and stabs among his body. When paramedics arrived, they rushed him to the hospital, but unfortunately he passed away on the way to the hospital. He didn't make it. When police talk to everyone in the home, they try to piece together as much of the night as they can. All three of them said that they don't know what happened. Jeff said when he was getting out of the house, that he saw the knife on the floor laying in the hallway he knew that he saw that knife on the counter so now he's a little confused guy the stepfather he had admitted to moving the knife and he said he moved the knife because of the location of it it was kind of sticking out and he was scared that somebody was going to get hurt that he didn't even think about evidence tampering or anything of that sort he just wanted it out of the way Police have to figure out how this person got into the house. Everybody is saying they don't know. How did they get in? So they're looking at windows. They're looking at doors. When they go around to the back, there was a screened-in porch, and the door was ajar. When they looked in, there was a table, and there was a pink cell phone. They check with everybody there. Everyone says their cell phones are accounted for nicola was able to identify the phone as belonging to melanie just as they're trying to sort out all this phone stuff another person shows up at the scene and it was melanie's mom she said she was really worried about her daughter because she seemed very stressed and upset that her and her husband went to take a stroll and when they came back they could see her speeding off in her car So they thought they'd let her cool down for a minute, but when she didn't come home for about 30 to 45 minutes, she went looking for her over at James' house. Her mom also stated that Melanie wasn't answering her phone. All right, well, now they know who the phone belongs to, but where's Melanie? They don't know if she's another victim. Did something bad happen to her? Did she have something to do with this? Or was she there before all this happened and just forgot her phone? They know she doesn't really have anywhere else to go. So what they got to do is they need to subpoena her bank records, check out the credit card, see if anything's being used. And they are. They follow the trail and it's like she's heading towards Maryland. When they dig a little deeper, they got confirmation that her white Toyota Corolla was seen crossing over the turnpike. And this was after the murder. It was seen on camera she was also spotted in James neighborhood by a neighbor had one of those rings and caught her driving by and then speeding off so they have a pretty good idea who they're looking for in the meantime though they have to obtain a warrant so they can look into her phone records they need to see who she's been talking to does she know anybody out in Maryland does she know anyone in any other state out there where is she going Jeff told the detectives that this isn't the first time she's lashed out at James. At one point, they were living together. He wanted to separate them, and she retaliated by dumping bleach in his saltwater fish tank. This thing was worth a few thousand dollars. It was a high end tank. It destroyed it, killed his fish. She was very vindictive. Because of her doing that, that's when he moved out and he moved back in with his mom. And at that point, she moved to Maryland. Her cousin lived in Silver Springs. Three months prior to the murder, she was still living up there. She had only just moved back not that long ago. They were only back together for about three months. He decided he was going to take her back. He loved her and he was going to try to make it work. Three months later, here we are. Jeff also told them a disturbing story of her getting upset another time and her pulling a knife. But the difference was this time she pulled it on herself. She told him that she was going to commit suicide. James' father also called detectives to tell them that his son reached out to him that evening. And he was trying to get some fatherly advice because he wanted to break up with Melanie. But he didn't want to hurt her. So he wanted to ask, how should I do this? his father just told him you know don't hurt her feelings and that's not what he wanted to do just let her down nicely it's good fatherly advice alexandra's sister said on snap that the last text that his father received from james was it's gonna hurt a lot little did he know he was worried about the wrong person getting hurt they know they got to talk to melanie but Right now, they don't want to spook her. They don't want to let her know that they're on to her. They decide they're going to come up with a ruse. They're going to have the local Maryland police go and just do a welfare check because they know they could use the leverage that they found her cell phone. So they have to make sure that she's okay. When they go to the house, she comes out. They ask her, are you okay? And she asked them, I'm just wondering when I should go to the questioning. So she knows she needs to talk to somebody. She didn't really say a whole lot else, except for that she was scared. I think she knew it it might be coming. So they thanked her, and they left. Not long after, Florida detectives, they make the trip, and they want to talk to her. She asked them if she should have a lawyer present. And he told her, hey, I came all this way to get your side of the story. Don't you want to tell your side of the story? she asked him do you know what he said to me and he's like no that's why i'm here what what happened he said that for months he didn't actually love me at that point she pretty much snapped she said she went into the drawer she pulled out the knife and she started stabbing but she did say that she didn't know where she got him how many times that she kind of blacked out a little bit she just was going. She even told the detective that she still had the shirt that she was wearing that had his blood on it. So they asked her, can we get the shirt? And she went down to the basement and got it for them. He took the shirt and he left. She wasn't under arrest. He didn't read the Miranda rights. But the next day, they had a warrant for her arrest. And she was charged with second-degree murder in Maryland. And then they extradited her back to Florida. At trial, her attorney, uh, he's trash, he tried to say that it was Guy. That he picked up the knife because he was the one who did it. And it was to get rid of evidence. And then they tried saying that the mom was covering up. I mean, he kind of had to know picking up the knife was probably going to come back on him, but come on, that's just bullshit. They were able to piece the whole thing together for the jury. At 9.08, he sent the message on that video game chat that they should break up. She cried for about three and a half hours before getting really pissed off and taking a trip over to James' house. She said she just wanted to confront him. She wanted to make it work, and she just, she had to see him. When she got there, he told her he didn't love her anymore. She lost it. She grabbed a knife, started stabbing. She then left and fled to her cousin's house in Maryland. Because of the defense team casting suspicion on the other people that were in the home, the judge declared a mistrial after two jurors were unable to reach a verdict. That's according to WPTV. Her first trial was in the fall of 2018. The second trial would have a verdict, though. On January tenth, 2019, she was found guilty of second-degree murder for the stabbing of James Berry. She was sentenced to 50 years in prison. She's scheduled for release in 2066. It's a long time to sit there and think about what she did. She's only 25? Threw your whole life away. In the episode Snap, they talked about a lot of red flags, her controlling nature, her jealousy, her clinginess, her rage. Anytime somebody starts saying they're going to kill themselves if you leave them, something just isn't right. There's mental things going on there. These are all red flags. Make sure you're looking out for them. And if your friends are seeing them, don't dismiss them because love truly is blind all right you guys take care of yourself i love you thank you for listening make sure you are liking following subscribing spotify is now coming out with a review system so if you listen on spotify or apple leave that five star review check out crimeovercocktails.com while you are there You can check out merch, listen to the episodes, or help support the show. There are many ways to do so found on the website. All right, you guys, we'll talk crime another time. Good night.